Hi there and welcome to the 20th row in the Get Fit by Rowing series. Now don't worry if you're like 20, I've missed so much. You can just do this one, start back at row one, and then I'll see you again in what, 19 days for this one. And you'll be like, oh, I remember that. Now what we're gonna do today is we're gonna do 12 three minute intervals with 90 seconds rest in between. And our intensity is gonna be in that kind of middle range. So it's not a low intensity row, it's not a max intensity row, it's in between. So that means from a heart rate training point of view, it's it's going to be round about three to four, zone three to four. What will probably happen is you'll start round about the zone three and then as the workout continues you'll get into that zone four. You might tip into max, okay? Uh, there's a chance because it's 12 times three you might get into zone five max. Don't worry about it, as long as it's towards the end then that's fine. It's only if you hit it in the first couple of intervals that you're going too fast. Um, or from an effort out of 10 point of view, you're looking at around about seven to eight out of 10. So that means that you're kind of working hard, but not at max. And then uh, from a 2K training point of view, well, if you have your 2K average pace, I want you to go round about nine seconds slower than that. Bearing in mind, I did this session for the 10K plan at 2K plus seven, and that was a max intensity workout. So those two seconds might not be enough of a, of a kind of easing off here. So do keep an eye on how it feels, okay? It's not, like I say, it's not bad if you hit into max, but I just don't need to get max from the very get-go, all right? Now, before we get into our main session, we of course have to do a four-minute warm-up, which means having to set up our machine first. So on a concept two, head to your drag factor and set that to where you want it to be. Bearing in mind, if you're in a different machine then you, you'll want to go through the menu and do menu more options display drag factor and use the lever to set to the drag factor number you want it's not about the lever all right if you're on a non-concept two then just set the resistance or whatever you have so you get a nice feel from the stroke but you don't have to heave against it to get it going and then if you can please set the monitor to eye height so you're not having to look up and you don't have to look down and finally get to those foot straps and set them to a position where you're able to come into the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically comfortably okay if you're set too high then it can get a bit of a struggle to get off there and your heels will come right up in order to get there if you're set too low you can go scooting straight past that causes power leaks and it can be a little bit uncomfortable across your toes right we don't have uncomfortable tootsies Right, so four minute warm up, we can do this right about 20 strokes a minute and that's that intensity you're starting at is just like you're standing up out of a squash, out of a squash, out of a squat, holding a couple of bottles of squash. There we go, that's where I was going with that. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so not a huge push to start is what I'm saying, all right? Here we go in three, two, one, and we're off. Oh, apologies. Uh, so I've missed a couple of days due to work and then I had a lovely walk out with the family yesterday in the woods. And so I haven't recorded a session for a couple of days and thought, uh oh, I better do one. And it's super early today. Got up really early to make this one and I think my brain's not quite woken, woken up yet. So, right, here we go. Keep that lighter intensity as you start this warm up. Remember, it's a warm up. You're not smashing it here. Use this opening minute to just get your body into the right positions. Leaning into a one o'clock, or tilting in, sorry into that one o'clock forwards position and then rocking back into an 11 o'clock tilt. Arms nice and straight at the front. Hold that forwards tilt as you push the legs into the machine. And now, if you think you've got that rhythm and motion going right, add a bit more pressure into the stroke just to get things feeling a bit more intense you should feel your breathing gets a little higher but it doesn't feel too tough 
your heart rate will be climbing to kind of run about, I don't know, 50 to 60% of max at this point. And then your body will start to just get used to the fact you're gonna be doing some rowing today. And six strokes time, you can put one foot on the ground, continue rowing. Not quite yet though. In three, two, one. Right, so one foot on the ground, and then just continue rowing. And this will help just open up your hips, get you into the right compression positions at the front. Oh, got text. Who's that from? What's she saying? Hang on. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> sorry. My, Julie, my wife, is running a, the women's 10K today, <clears throat> which is why I've got time to make this for you. Swap feet. I was just checking it wasn't a problem text. I will read that in between the warm-up and the main session. If it's anything particularly exciting, I'll tell you what it was. <laughs> okay, four more of these, and then we're gonna put both legs in and do some arms and back only rowing. So, both feet in, legs straight, and then let's swing over our back, pull in our arms, out with our arms, swing forwards over our back. So not using our legs at all, just back, then arms to make the machine move, making sure to get those arms back out first before you rock forwards over your hips again. It really is so important to let your leg, your arms lead your back. Right, into the front, arms straight, forwards tilt, push out with the legs. Don't worry about power here. What I want you to get used to is holding that forwards tilt and arms straight as you push with the legs. So if you push too hard, you'll start to fight against your machine. Just get used to the sensation of push and holding that position, okay? There we go, all done. Now, because today is up there in that kind of hard tempo range, if you want to have a quick drink and continue doing some light rowing in order to make sure that you're nice and warm before we start the main session, then please do. Otherwise, have a quick drink and I'll briefly describe one more time what it is we're doing today. Okay then, so don't worry about the text. It was just, uh, she was telling me how expensive it was to park in the center of town today. Anyway, so today's session is gonna be 12 three minute intervals with 90 seconds rest in between. So that's quite good. You've got that two to one ratio of work to rest. Okay, so I'll give you a chance to rest before the next interval to make sure you can keep your intensity up. That intensity being right about seven to eight out of 10 from the kind of RPE point of view. Um, from a 2K pace training point of view, right about 2K plus nine, but do make sure you don't dip into that max intensity too soon um, and if you have a heart rate monitor on then you're looking for zone three to four okay so that's kind of 70 to 90 percent of your maximum heart rate which is quite a large range and what it's going to mean is that as you start this workout you'll be down in that kind of 70 75 and then you'll drift up towards 90 by the time we get to the end of the workout but what you don't want to do is get into max and spend too much time in max in this workout okay you can kind of just kind of dip into it a little bit um, and if towards the last kind of three maybe four 
more intervals you start to get a bit more firmly into max, that's fine. But what I don't want you to do is like by interval two, you're just bang, 95%, okay? In which case, back off your pace a bit. So that's it. That's my prelude. I'm gonna have a quick drink, wee. And I'm gonna do this right about 26 to 28 strokes per minute. Um, and just try and be consistent the whole way through, okay? And I'll try and, as always, I'll tell you what my heart rate and my pace is, but this is only from a point of view of what's happening to me, so you have a frame of reference. We are completely different. Don't worry about my numbers, all right? Here we go then, in three, two, one, let's go. So, just try and get up to your stroke rate relatively quickly. Might take a, kind of like, 15, 20 seconds for you to just get used to being up at run about 26. So I'm still sitting at 25. A bit more of a push from the legs. There we go. Gives me a faster drive speed. So I'm down at 153, which is, well, 154. Let's hold there. That's 11 seconds faster than I would normally do my low intensity workouts at. So we'll see how this feels throughout the workout. So that's gonna, that 2K plus nine bang on for me given that my two kilometer time trial average right now is one minute 45 seconds per 500 meters. But remember, we've already done a max intensity workout this week or this block of four so although you can get the intensity up you don't need to but you also want to make sure you're well above that low intensity 60 to 70% of max heart rate. Okay, so still pretty much around 154. My average has dropped to 54.4, but that's okay. 20 seconds to go on this first interval. Uh, 10 seconds. Uh, one more stroke. There we go. Yeah, so 154.3. Ah. Uh, I've got, oh, this is annoying. <laughs> I've done it again where, oh no, so, all right. That's caught up now. Sorry. 
there's definitely something weird about the sensor sometimes. The Apple Watch usually for me has been so accurate for heart rate, but weirdly when I use it with ErgZone, it's not. But So my heart rate anyway finished at 77% of max. Now remember the range is between 70 and 90 that we're aiming for today. So to be at that, I was 137 beats per minute. Um, and so to be at that point in the first interval, it's pretty much where I want to be. Okay, so it means I've been working hard enough, but not too hard. Have a drink. Like I say, these 90 second rests should be enough to just help you settle down, reset, ready to hit the next interval at the same intensity. Yeah, it's down to, I have to check whether it's the watch or something to do with the ErgZone app. I can't see it being the ErgZone app. Right, eight seconds to go until the next interval. Five, four, three, two, one, let's go. Now remember, if starting off that stopped flywheel for this interval, if you felt any discomfort starting a stop flywheel, then protect yourself in future intervals by doing some light rowing for the 10 seconds leading up to the start. Just get that flywheel moving and it will protect your back from that start. I mean, it's useful to practice starting a stop flywheel, but not if it causes you injury. And after all, most of what I'm trying to do, talking technique and things, is trying to get you rowing in a way that will protect you from injury. Sure, it's also about getting power in there to give you a better workout and also more efficient. But ultimately, there's no point in that if every time you sit down on the rowing machine, you end up injured. Sorry if my speech pattern is slightly off right now. <laughs> I figured I should eat something before coming out. But all I can taste is peanut butter and toast. <laughs> oh, I'm down it. It goes better. I kind of dropped to 25 strokes a minute there. Pace is hovering between 154 and 155 still. I don't know whether this is just the relative discomfort of tasting breakfast again. Let's see how we got on 
through the rest of the workout. Two more strokes. One more. Oh, yeah. So, slightly slower average pace, 154.8. So I backed off a wee bit there. Like I say, it could have been toast related <laughs> discomfort. And then I was up at 142 for my heart rate. It's a bit higher. Oh, yeah. Just to kind of run about 78, 79% of max. So it's going to climb even with these 90 second rests. It's not going to be enough for you to kind of always hit stasis. So there's going to be an element of climbing and then it becomes just kind of being sensible, not pushing it so hard that you get into max. But if you want to, like I say, if you want to tickle that kind of 90%, even like up to 92 through this workout, then that's fine. It's kind of, this is kind of what the point of this workout is. Have a drink. It has to feel in between. You have to feel like you're working a lot harder than you were in those low intensity rows, but also you're not up at max and this i'm nowhere near max 15 seconds to go if you want to start that light rowing to get the flywheel moving make sure and ease yourself into the next interval which is starting in five seconds time three two one let's go those 90 seconds disappear quite quickly don't they now in case i mean i know we're on row 20 so this is the fifth of this intensity of workout in this series but just as a recap remember the point of this kind of intensity is that it's meant to feel uncomfortable the low intensity workouts should feel a real walk in the park that you get finished with them and you're like I could do that again okay they should never feel hard max intensity well the description <laughs> that takes care of itself should feel absolute eye-bulging maximum in terms of your effort and intensity and so these ones are kind of harder to describe which is why I say uncomfortable it should be feeling like you're really having to put in effort to keep up this pace and although you won't feel like you have to slow down or stop there will be a trigger in your head saying we're working quite hard right now why is that 
And so, this is where mentally you take over and say, because it's important. I know I've got this. So shut up, brain. There's only 18 seconds to go. Okay, 10 seconds. Two more strokes. One more. <clears throat> and although there are physical benefits to working at this intensity, okay, 146 beats per minute, which is 83% of max. Yeah, there are physical benefits to working at this, otherwise I wouldn't be saying to do it. Hand in hand with that is the mental side where, especially in a workout like this, where you're exposing yourself to this discomfort over and over and over again, 12 times in fact. <laughs> and that question of, hey man, we're working a bit hard here, keeps popping up. And each time you keep saying, don't worry, I've got this. And then each time, you're rewarded. You get to the end of that interval strong. Well, hey, I've done it. You get that dopamine hit of, I got through it. I kept my pace up. And you get rewarded with the rest before going to the next thing. Now, have a drink. So you get that double hit. You're just kind of like, I got through it. Dopamine hit. Well, hey, then you get to stop. And then before going into it again, 15 seconds, if you want to do that light rowing. Uh, and then he gets to experience that dopamine success hit again. It's fantastic. Eight seconds to go. Five, four, three, two, one, go. And really, even on a general fitness plan, it's important to get to learn what your body is capable of so that you're able to push yourself when you need to. Because the mental strength that you're developing in a workout like this feeds directly into the max intensity workouts where you really will be faced with some tough questions about holding that pace. Think about the Tabata workout where it's really easy to hide, to back off a couple of strokes early and extend your rest. But you're robbing yourself of your development if you do that. So a row like this one builds the mental fortitude that you need in order to stay strong when the stuff 
gets rough. And of course, eventually, that'll also feed in to whatever you're moving on to next. Like a 2K is all about embracing this discomfort, holding a really high intensity for like 80% of your row and not backing down because you trust your body and your brain to get through it. Okay, talking to get through, we're almost at the end of the fourth one. Three strokes. Whew. All right. I seem to go, got the wind in my fur on that one. I was rowing at 153.6, so faster. But the trade-off is I ended at 86% of max heart rate. So I don't want to drift too far up, especially this is we're only a third of the way through today's row. So I'll just keep an eye on that. Make sure I got up to 147, I think, heart rate in that last interval. So basically I want to cap this certainly for the next four intervals at around about 152. Don't really want to get above 152. Have a drink. And then the last three intervals, I can see how I feel, how things are going, whether I want to push a little bit more or whether I'm okay just to hang around at the same intensity. Okay, 15 seconds to go. 10, oh. uh, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, let's go. Now what we haven't really discussed properly today, apart from a little bit in the warm-up, is technique. And don't worry, I'm not going to bore you for the rest of the workout with technique chat, but I'll pop up from time to time and just remind you. So the important thing, we're still relatively early doors in this workout. So it's to continue grooving in the sequencing of straight arms at the front, push with the legs, and hold that forwards tilt and straight arms for as long as possible through the leg drive. Because that's how 
the power gets in, but it's also how the rhythm to the stroke begins. And that is really what's important here when it comes to consistency is creating a good rhythm through the drive and then the recovery so that you can just hit a groove and then hold it. If you have a really jerky, janky stroke, it gets harder to be consistent in stroke rate and your pace um, 150 heart rate need to breathe 149 it's the downside to talking while I'm rowing 10 seconds 3 2 one. Okay, so I managed to at least drop to 148, which is still 87%. So, but didn't really back off pace at all. I was still up at 153, oh sorry, 153.9. Because the thing is, is at 26 strokes a minute, this is kind of 154 or 2K plus nine. It's kind of what I've tuned my body to do through however many years of training. It's just when I, in order to get into 26, I put in a certain, for this kind of a workout, I put in a certain amount of effort and I just see 154 on the, on the monitor. So actually easing off pace feels a little bit alien. So. But I don't need to, I'm still at, still I'm just in the high 80s, so have a drink. And then after the next one, we'll be at the Bon Jovi point. It's always a good stage. How are we doing? 15 seconds to go. I'm down to 85 heart rate, so a good recovery. Seven, six, five, four. Three, two, one, go. And that was 87 beats, not 87%, because that wouldn't have been a recovery at all. So each time you start an interval, just think about getting straight into your rhythm, okay? Is fatigue may set in over the course of the three minutes as we get through today's workout but the 90 second rests should be enough 
that you can at least start maybe the first minute hopefully more but at least the first minute with that rhythm and flowing technique and then if for maybe the last minute things start to break apart as much as I don't want that to happen you then get a nice rest before the next interval where you can reset again because ideally what you're trying to do is develop a consistent technique no matter the stroke rate or the intensity and it's through that consistency that you can then attenuate your effort to help your fitness goals so I was saying last time about having a jerky random stroke it's just with that loss of consistency makes it harder to really fine-tune how you row to help your fitness goals alright 15 seconds three two one ah. mm, 153 heart rate so up at 88 so not only is this the Bon Jovi point but at 88 I'm going back in time baby <laughs> well not really I wasn't going 88 miles an hour after all Ooh. I do hope that both of those references still hit it'd be a shame if nobody knew the living on a prayer halfway there joke it'd be an even bigger shame if nobody knew Back to the Future it was such a I mean I was what would I have been is that 85 it came out in so I'd have been 10 when Back to the Future came out so that was right in my oh, this is amazing point 30 seconds to go oh. they worked out I did see something about how they're talking about making a sequel I really hope they don't it's one of those films it just doesn't need another one 15 seconds to go oh. 10 which does bring me to Indiana Jones let's hope the next Indiana Jones is good Five, four, three, two, one, go. So here we go, we're on the downward slope of today's workout. We've climbed the first six. And 
it's a good time to really just assess how the first half felt. So again, if you just use your parameters of low intensity, you know, those long 20 strokes a minute rows, and then max intensity, like how you felt during the Tabata, Tabata, Tabata row, hopefully this should be landing right in between and with a broad range from 70 to 90 percent max heart rate in this row you have lots of room to kind of discover what your body is capable of by increasing intensity if you feel you're working well not hard enough or decreasing if your heart rate is going too high which to be fair it's usually that second one that happens where people just sit on the machine and see a short interval and mash it as hard as they can for three minutes which is quite a quick way to get into that zone 5 90 to 100 percent all right 30 seconds to go 20 so I'm just counting because I'm trying to focus on breathing 10 3 2 1 there we go 89% of max so again still giving myself kind of up to 92 today like I say I'll let myself tickle but remember I said the first four I was okay with and then see what was going to happen in the next four which is kind of what I imagined that it would creep up towards 90 and so I've got one more to go and I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the next interval my heart rate just kind of dipped into that 90% of max range uh, but that's fine okay so although for the low intensity stuff I do urge you to stay on the lower end so when it's 60 to 70 percent try not to look at the 70 percent for a target okay try and aim for around about 67 give yourself some headroom and this one you're actually you're fine to just break into 
a couple of percentage, percentage points, especially because it's not going to be for the whole in interval. So, right, 15 seconds to go. I forgot to have a drink. That's fine. Ah, it's too busy talking. 10 seconds. Right, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. Well, of course, the good thing about doing this early on a Sunday morning is it then opens the rest of the day ahead of me. I can actually think, do I want to try and squeeze in another workout later on this evening? When I say workout, it would be a resistance training, weights or possibly like a sled push, sled pull for high rocks or wall balls that does involve a cardio element but not really endurance because it is important even if you are doubling tripling your workouts that you always think about whether your body is ready for that next workout. I think last week I maybe made an error because I got to Friday and I just had nothing in me, which is okay. I had pegged it as a rest day anyway but I prefer to decide to take a rest day but still feel energized rather than my body just being like seriously man can't do anything today. So in fact, I stand up when I work. I've got the standing desk, or at least the sit stand desk. And on Friday, <laughs> I had to sit. So I'd I think I'd overdone it, under, recovered, 15 seconds to go. Four, three, two, one. 88 again, ah. 153 heart, let's see if it, Decides against it. Nope, that's okay. Uh, yeah, and that's the key thing is not about how hard you push your sessions, <clears throat> it's about how much you give yourself a chance to recover. And so, if you're squeezing in multiple workouts in a day, then not only do you have to make sure and fuel yourself for these workouts, but you do have to keep an eye on your energy.
and I was doing like a morning ski or bike, lunchtime row, evening uh, weights. I think it just got a bit too much for me. Have a drink. Even though I was being sensible and still rocking in out of these low intensity, high intensity, low intensity, mid intensity, low intensity, I still eventually caught up on me. I think actually I was trying to cheat it, 15 seconds to go, by even on the rest days I'd like to do resistance training, just not cardio, thinking that would be enough. Nah, you have to take a full rest day sometimes. Seven seconds to go. Five, four, three, two, one, go. So this is us in the last third of today's workout. Just got four more intervals to go. And if you are kind of, if you have looked at this with some kind of a plan of increasing intensity, then this is where to try and just keep it around 90. Like I say, it's designed as a hard tempo effort that you have to push to keep the pace up, but there should never be a point where you feel like you can't keep the pace up. Once you get into that territory, that's like nine or 10 out of 10 effort max workout. And your heart rate will likely be firmly in zone five. So only 90 seconds gone. And I'm already back at 88% of max. So I'll just keep an eye on that. Maybe stop talking. Because as often you forget there's two sides. There you go, 90% to this equation is your muscles that need the strength, power, and fitness. But there's also just your cardio, your breathing. 20 seconds. So, as well as taking care of how your body moves, take care of your breathing. One more. 156 and so 90%. Uh, 
yeah, where, especially because I'm talking to you, <laughs> it can just get to a point where even though my legs and my arms are perfectly fine to keep going and keep rowing at this intensity, the cardio toll can sometimes, if the graph of your body's doing that, the cardio toll can take over. And to be fair, that's where this whole idea of fitness comes in. Have a drink. And it's why we're training both ends of the scale, the low intensity mitochondria building, blood oxygen carrying side of your training, plus the VO2 max training, the max intensity. It's all about how your body uses that in order to fuel you. So they come together for a session like this. Okay, less than 15 to go. So it's 12, 11, 10 seconds to go. Oh, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. And that's kind of, remember, they do call it cardiovascular. So that's about your blood and then the oxygen transportation around your body, respiration is just as important. So it all does come together. Fitness isn't just about muscle strength. So you have to make sure and train and find out what your body can do. That's why nasal breathing when rowing, not in a session like this one, but it can be useful, not only from the actual benefits of nasal breathing and like the nitrous oxide and stuff, but also just because It helps you focus on your breath, which quite often, especially when you're a little ragged on the machine, it's easy to just be heaving and gasping for air, which makes things worse. So if you can find a good breathing pattern that works in harmony with your stroke, that'll help you. But for me, because I'm talking away to you, I can't quite hit that pattern. 156 heart rate. Erg zone is weirdly still showing this is 89%. Weird maths. 
Okay, less than, well now 15. 10 seconds, four, three, two, one. Oh. Ah. 155, so I'm still right bang on 89%. Don't know how I was seeing 90 before at oh, <laughs> who knows. Uh, but my pace is still at that 154.5 that I opened the workout at, and so that's important to understand is that I'm rowing at the same pace as we started, but the intensity on my body, because we're now, yeah, that's the 10th one, so that's 30 minutes worth of rowing at that pace. Just cardiac drift comes up. And that's just the increase, just the toll on your body from working over duration. Have a drink. But this is why we do it, is that over time by doing something like this, you'll become fitter, more efficient at being able to do it. And then you can either go faster or longer if you want to push yourself, 15 seconds to go. So two more intervals and then we're done. Woohoo, 10 seconds. Ah, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. And as much as I'm becoming an ever increasing sweaty mess on the machine. And as much as I'm talking about I'm needing to focus on my breathing, I'm still nowhere near thinking through one of these intervals that I can't complete it. Yes, I do have to focus on keeping the power up. It's not a walk in the park like those low intensity rows, but I'm not falling apart. But apart from maybe getting a bit lazy with my technique, it's not falling apart through fatigue and it all becoming too much for me. So at the risk of speaking too soon with only an interval and a half to go, I do think I hit the right sweet spot for today's workout. A minute and a half to go. 153 heart rate, but still 26 strokes a minute, 154 on the nose average, and so if I can just power along like an engine 
at this pace until the end of the workout. Hopefully, I'll have managed my energy system properly to not only be able to row tomorrow, but also fit in this resistance workout later today. Because after all, hang on, one more stroke. Whew. Today's workout isn't meant to empty your bowl of power. Now I've spoken about that, how you have a big shiny bowl filled with your sparkling blue power. And as you go through workouts, that empties a little bit. And in a max intensity workout, the point is to totally empty your bowl. But on a workout like this, you don't really want to, you want to have something left. Especially one like this. You can see you'd put this up to, I don't know, 15, 20 intervals. You'd probably end up, just from a fitness point of view, just you'd end up using your energy, but it's not like you've unloaded it in a one -er. <laughs> The analogy works, if you just, as long as you don't think too hard about it. All right. Have a drink before we hit our final interval. Ah, oh, yeah. If I, if this truly has been 89, 90% for this, these closing stages, like I say, that's, that's the sweet spot for me. 10 seconds to go. All right, last one. It's up to you how to roll this one. Five, four, three, Two, one, go. And maybe you do want to knock a couple of seconds off your pace if you're not intending to do anything else later today. Just to finish feeling fast and powerful. But because of the way this week fell and me taking Friday as a rest day and yesterday going for a nice long walk in the woods with the family and not recording one. It means that although I normally take a rest day after this hard tempo workout, tomorrow I'm straight back in to a low intensity row to kick off the final week of this series. That's okay. Certainly feel a lot more energized today. And so I just have to be careful not to empty my tank. I gotta say, when I was planning this series, I did wonder about 
making this one just 10 intervals but 12 really is the right amount because 10 felt very manageable whereas these last two just dip it into that push feeling okay 40 seconds 157 heart rate 154 average pace so remember these have all just been my numbers you are your own unique person so don't worry if you're not like me one more stroke <sighs> yeah 157 heart to finish just perfect Whew. so take a moment catch your breath have a drink uh, maybe slide up and down oh somebody's already rowing this session live on Nergzone only created it this morning who is it? Justin F you're 26 minutes into it so you're quite close to the end you obviously start close to me if you're watching this video if you've come back and watched this well done keep going I'm going to send you a few chilies spicy chilies spicy 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 <laughs> ah, there we go you're doing well holding a good pace sorry folks so one of the advantages of or one of the good things about the ErgZone app is uh, that the sessions I create are all live sessions so you can set it and you can do it and you can do live enabled and then other people can see how you're getting on through the row as you're doing it or if you do it at the same time you can actually kind of race each other a little bit so maybe Justin F had his screen up showing live and he could see me doing it at the same time you never know right here we go into a cool down right so basically just that warm-up pace okay and then just ease off in three two one let's go ah sorry about the big distraction between finishing the main workout and the cool down but it's probably quite useful probably give you a chance just to catch your breath properly maybe towel off ah. it's always it's like when you do a low intensity workout that's basically at this pace anyway you kind of enter the cool down going I was just doing this <laughs> why am I carrying on going at this pace but the point is always that you back off the pace but when it comes to these tempo intensity rows or um, the max intensity only you know when you're ready 
to pick up the handle again and do the cool down. I mean, you don't want to wait 10 minutes. <laughs> That'd be silly. But sometimes it's not about, it's not enough to just have a drink and then crack straight back into it. So, and I know, listen, when I look at the YouTube videos and the algorithm on here, I know that I'm harming my own potential really when it comes to viewings because if you look at a workout like this it says 12 times 3 minutes and it'll end up being like an hour long on YouTube and so I know there'll be people that just look at the duration and go nope, nope, nope or they'll only do the main session and then stop and therefore YouTube is saying people don't like this video but I don't make these videos for YouTube I make them for you so listen I get even if I only get a thousand hits for videos if out of those thousand hits if even half of you are rowing along to them just think about it there's 500 people out, out there that have been rowing these sessions and it's helping them and you know what one is enough so if there are 500 of you wow I don't need the 100,000 hits. Love to have 100,000 hits. Let's be fair. Oh, I don't need this anymore, sorry. Got distracted playing my phone. <laughs> I thought I was just setting up another cool down. That wouldn't be fun. So, right, this is why these videos take so long, to be fair. <laughs> um, so we have done our main session. We've done our cool down, which means we get into stretching next. Hopefully that flanneling has let you get a stretching mat somewhere in your gym. Um, if you don't have a chance to stretch, then please take a moment to at least stretch your quads, your hamstrings and your glutes, okay? You don't want them to tighten up on you, all right? But don't do it in the shower. I don't want you to slip and fall over. So those that have got a stretching mat, a stretchy job will take you through what to do. And I will take you through what to do if you only have the space around your machine or on your machine to stretch, okay? So legs back into the straps, or feet back into the straps. Legs nice and straight, don't lock them, but keep them nice and straight. Hands in the air and then fold forwards, hinge forwards. And just let your hands come down to your, wherever they naturally fall. Make sure that you've got that hinge, that you're folding your body forwards, not leaning, curling, turning, whatever you want to say. And then after like 10, 15 seconds, if you want to just do a little spider walk of your fingers up your feet, that will increase the amount that you can stretch, but kind of naturally, you're not like grabbing your toes and pulling yourself forwards. Okay, so just by walking your fingers up, you just kind of, because you can just, you'll get that sense of an extra tension in your muscle as you do it. Let's move on to glutes. Oh, why'd you always put your right leg up first? I'm left, left legged, legged, handed, whatever. Um, right, uh, glutes next, one leg up on the rail. Um, uh, bring one foot over, that's too early for this. One foot over so that your heel is in the crook of your knee. Bring that knee across your body. Straight line between your face, your knee and your foot. And then hold that knee in place and rotate round and that should give you a nice little stretch down into your glutes. Sorry, my, my brains. Uh, I could obviously, I had enough in me this early in the morning to row and talk at the same time, but now that it's all kind of calmed down, like, oh, so yeah. Can't wait to get back in and get a nice wee cup of coffee and get my other slice of toast. Weekends are always a, let's change legs, are always like my special breakfast. Usually I do, I'll either not eat breakfast if I'm, I'm kind of rocking in and out of the, um, I know I'm hopping around things to talk about here, but forgive me. Um, you may have seen in other videos, uh, me talking about doing a, the 16-8 fast, where you only eat for eight hours a day and you fast for 16. Um, I've kind of stopped doing that, but I've just 
let it be body led so that if if I don't need breakfast, if I wake up and I'm like, I'm like you know what, I don't need breakfast, then I'll just have my 16 hour fast. Um, but if I wake up and I'm hungry, especially because I am training a little bit more right now, um, then I'll eat because I'm not gonna, I think a lot of my energy dumps will be just from poor fueling. Let's move on to quads next. So stand up next to the machine. I rest one finger onto the monitor or on the monitor to steady myself, flick your foot up behind you, hold your heel against your backside. Um, and then see if you can just not fall over. <laughs> um, so yeah, but weekends I'll tend to kind of, my treat breakfast is uh, two slices of toast with a light spread of Nutella and then a slightly, oh, I'm gonna fall, then a slightly thicker spread of peanut butter, the smooth whole earth peanut butter on top. Um, and then uh, a banana, sliced banana on top. So it's Nutella, peanut butter and banana on toast, which <laughs> is probably quite, calorific but um uh, swap, oops swap legs they're the complementary proteins in pro, uh, peanut butter and in toast are actually quite i mean they both got um the proteins in them are there's proteins but when they come together it's like beans on toast is the same where the complementary proteins actually turn beans on toast into a superfood and it's the same as peanut butter on toast i'm sure the nutella probably undoes that but um <laughs> But hey, I'm just looking at the peanut butter. Of course, it's still lots of fat and, and whatever, but as long as it's part of a controlled uh, eating regime, then you're okay. Right, moving on to hip flexors next. Um, I'm down onto the ground next to the rowing machine. You can do this hovering off the ground in case you can't touch the ground. Um, but I've got one foot in front of me with my knee above it. My other foot is behind me, obviously knee in front, because that would be, <laughs> otherwise I'll dislocate my leg. 90 degree angles in both. And then tense your stomach muscles, tense your glute, and then lean back slightly with a good posture. And you should find you get a really nice stretch up into that hip flexor. Um, yeah. I mean, food's always interesting when it comes to what people say is good or bad for you and actually how it, a lot of it comes into portion control. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll try it. If I remember, I'll post a, um, <laughs> a portion control thing I did last night, of my, the dinner I had last night. I had a huge bowl of uh, pasta. It was chorizo and chicken pasta with peppers and mushrooms, onions, and a tomato sauce and fusilli pasta. Um, way too big a bowl of it. So I've just swapped legs. Do exactly the same thing, tense your stomach muscles and your glutes and then with a good posture, just lean back slightly. Um, I've got my foot flat on the ground right now and then after like 10 seconds or so, I'm gonna go up on my toes just so I get both hits of the stretch. Yeah, but it was just a ludicrous amount of food. But because we've been on that big long walk and it was coming off having an energy dump, I thought, you know what, I wanna make sure, like, I just wanna fuel my body, make sure I've got lots of food in it, knowing I was getting up early this morning uh, for this row, so up into my toes, do the same thing. Yeah, definitely, it's funny. It's just really up on my toes like that. It just really does totally transform that stretch. Uh, yeah. And remember, I, listen, I, I talk about this being a get fit series and you may well be combining it with healthy eating and that's fantastic. But um, remember the, the rowing side of this should just think about the rowing side of it as like a fitness thing. It's yes, there is going to be a calorie burn. It's going to help if you've got on, on a calorie controlled diet and whatever. But if you are looking at weight loss, look at food. Don't look at rowing as weight loss. I'd really sometimes, although I've got, I've got a playlist up here that does, that is about burning calories. Um, but I've been very careful 
to not call it a, a weight loss thing because I think it's quite dangerous to start talking about rowing and weight loss because it's just not, I mean, I, I, there's a video I, I keep on coming back to trying to make, which I'll make eventually, just saying that most of the weight loss you get when you row is just water, <laughs> sweat. Right, uh, so hands in front of your face, push them together, bring them down in front of your body, and then you'll get a stretch into your wrist and forearms. And most of the time when someone posts something about, hey, lose weight through rowing, they're just trying to sell you a plan. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll watch it and then eventually come down and say, join our 30-day plan to, uh, to lose weight through rowing for only $39.99 a month or whatever, and you go, oh, whatever. Um, because I mean, I'm just trying to think. So I've done a like row off food thing, haven't I? Where basically you, you row for 25 minutes and you burn off enough calories to cover one cookie. So if you think, if you're trying to lose, say you're 20 pounds overweight, right? So that's 6,000 calories. I know I've said this before, but I'm gonna say it again. Um, that's 60,000 calories, right? So 20 pounds, 3,000 calories per pound, 60,000 calories. And so if you think today's row, um, oh, I don't have my thing up, um, but I'm gonna guess it's probably around about 450 odd calories for everything we did today. So I'd have to do that, what, 120 odd or 130 odd times you'd have to do today's workout in order to burn off that fuel. Whereas you can look at food and how if you're overeating and taking your calories off that way and that's gonna help you with your weight loss, okay? So yeah, I just, I'm gonna make a video about this at one point, but it's quite dodgy ground to enter into, so that's why I've been meaning to do it for ages, I think for like a, at least a year, but I've always like, when it comes to making it. So, uh, sorry, shoulders next. Sorry, I'm all over the place. Hand straight in front of you, bring it across your body, and then loop it against your body um, in order to get that stretch up into your shoulders. <sighs> yeah, sorry, I, I, I've been trying not to go over it's the same crowd just certainly not be quite as ranty when I do go over it, but I just, I don't know. I just think there's, so it's, I mean, listen, there's a market out there. People, I, I, and I'm, I'm definitely one of these people that if somebody comes along and says, hey, take this magic pill in order to be fitter and faster, then I'm going to go, ooh, what's that? And then I research and go, all right, it's just it's a money-making thing. But, um, or it's, it's tech for me. If someone comes along and says, this great new piece of tech will help revolutionize your, I don't know, filming or whatever, I'll be like, oh, buy me that. Or, or um, actually, it's more, tech's more like kind of biohack stuff, like the Lumen thing that I bought. If I'm going to make a video about last year, the stuff that I bought that I just wasted money on, and one of them was the Lumen. I just think, pointless. I spent, it was what, £180 or something on this thing that you blow into that tells you if you're in a fat burning or a carb burning state. Um, rubbish. <laughs> or, well, I'm sure it does work, but to be honest, it, it's pointless. You're, you're, you don't need a device to tell you. Like if you've been shoveling down sweets and chocolates the day before, you kind of know that you've overeaten and that you're likely to be in a kind of a carb burning state rather than fat burning state. So, um, and that's kind of my, uh, and it's one of these things that just preys on people that are just like think they can buy their way out of into fitness or, or whatever, which I obviously did because I bought it. So right, let's move on to biceps next. Sorry, rant, I'm just gonna stop ranting. Hands behind your back, stretch that long head of the bicep. Uh, what was the other one? The other one was uh, a red light therapy. Have you ever seen about that? Oh, God. So it's basically, it's a red torch <laughs> that you hold against something that is that an injured point. And so as being, I've, I had like a raft of injuries, which hopefully are, are going away um, between like this elbow hurts on one side and my other, oh, that's time to drink water. My other elbow uh, 
uh, it hurts on the other side, I've got this hip flexor issue and whatever. So I saw this thing about red light therapy, the new way to um, heal injuries and things. Um, and so I spent it 70 pounds for what's effectively a red torch. <laughs> it's got three little things in it that says it has, like three little lenses that says it's all different wavelengths of red light. So let's do triceps, hands up in the air, down to your back, and then help that tricep up. Um, but the funniest thing is, is you get it, right? And it says, hold this against the part that's injured. And it's like, repeat every day. Um, may take four to six weeks for it to work. Now, if you say to anyone, uh, go to a doctor or whatever and say, oh, I've torn a muscle. What they'll say is, right, here's a recovery program, whether it's rest or, or whatever, but they'll say it'll take about four to six weeks to happen because it basically takes your body four to six weeks to heal itself when it comes to stuff like this. So again, it's just one of these things that is preying on idiots like me that think that there's a shortcut <laughs> to being able to heal yourself and things and just, I don't know, I'm like, like I say, I'm the magic beans guy. If someone came along and said, hey, I've got some magic beans, they're gonna make you fitter. I'd be the first one to buy them. So, uh, sorry, I just suddenly went silent there. So I'm, wait I'm actually waiting for an early morning Tesco grocery delivery. And um, I think I just heard the van arrive. So last stretch here, then I'll do a quick sign off uh, before some, some guy with a, with a basket filled with um, yogurt and fruit says, uh, excuse me, mate, are you, uh, am I on camera? <laughs> Right, okay, so that's us all stretched and all done. Sorry, a little bit of an odd chat at the end there. My brain's obviously Sunday morning. Um, there we go. So that is, if you're doing these four sessions a week, that is the end of the fifth week of the Get Fit by Rowing series. It's also the end of the 20th row, depending on how you're doing this in order, all right? So the next one, we're back into that low intensity row. It's gonna be slightly longer than before, what did I say, 35 minutes, um, just to try and just, just kind of increase your, your bowl a little bit more because you may have hit in that kind of plateau stage by now for building that size of your bowl. Uh, so uh, look out for that one, which I'll be making tomorrow. In the meantime, do let me know how you got on with this one. Um, uh, make sure you use the hashtag getfitwithrowalong just because I like seeing it. Um, and then, yeah, and hopefully you were in the same kind of state as me, all right? And just let me know kind of like pace-wise or whatever because I'm interested to find out what's happening with people. So um, until the next row, please look after yourselves. Row well, be well. Bye-bye. <laughs>